What's going on, EPW Nation? It's your boys from the Everything College Basketball Podcast, Josh and Peyton, here to remind you all that college basketball season is right around the corner. Yes, we finally know it's right around the corner, and Peyton, there's only one place people should go for all the college basketball excitement. Well, Josh, the only place to find all college basketball hoops all the time is Everything College Basketball. Everything College Basketball can be listened to on several podcast hosting sites like Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. And we can also be found on our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Everything College Basketball. Yes, make sure you are joining the group with a couple other hundred people and growing by the day as we march into year number three of the Everything College Basketball networking system. Now, let's get back to Conrad and everything pro wrestling. Once again, you already know what it is, and you already know where you have reached the number one collaborative podcast anywhere in the world. It is Clash of the Podcast, episode 11. To my right, your left, the one and only Conrad Cushman representing everything pro wrestling. I think he tells us it's a show by the fans, for the fans, if I'm not mistaken. I think I got that right. You got it right. And Hubbard Wrestling Weekly, the number one up-and-coming professional wrestling combat sport podcast in the world. Together, we are Clash of the Co- uh, Clash of the Podcast. He's Conrad. I'm Sean. Let's go. Wow, what love, love that intro, bro. I'll it, never get sick of it. It never gets old. It never gets old. Conrad, first and foremost, how you doing, my guy? We're hanging in there, man. Uh, I told everybody we were a little late, me and Sean. Just one of those days, man, where we needed that extra minute or two just to decompress life. Yes. Talk about it before the show started, a little uh, pre-podcast meeting. And uh, we were just in here just venting about just life, needing more time. That's how it goes, man. How are you, Sean? I'm doing excellent. I'm doing excellent. Life is kicking my tail, but in a good way. You know, we uh, we got to stay thankful and realize that we're blessed no matter how things go from time to time. Things always go left, but then they come back right. So I'm really excited about tonight's show. Um, a lot of new developments in the world of professional wrestling, and that's what we do, man. So uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about the um, perspective Carter Survivor Series. I think we all know what's coming down the pike. <sighs> um. And then you got, uh, <laughs> excuse. oh, did, did my face give away how I felt about it? Okay, no, sorry. I tried to keep it inside. I'm sorry about that. And then, um, obviously, we have some AEW stuff coming down the pipe. We're going to be talking about full gear and giving our predictions for that. Special appearances at the Floyd Mayweather card this past Saturday night. A lot of good stuff going on. Conrad, talk to the people, man. 
Yeah, we're going to even talk about a full gear preview and predictions. We're going to run down what we know, kind of where we see things going. Um, there's a lot of good things to talk about within this show. We got a lot of good people in the chat, and I want to acknowledge those people. Matt Lopez, first one in here saying good evening all. Matt, appreciate you, fam. NL, what's the vibes? Mr. Pro Wrestling One coming in saying what's going on, Conrad and Sean. You know, man, you know. BJ in the house, good evening. Good Monday evening, y'all. What up, BJ? BJ also uh, has a little audio show. Uh, the countout that we put up every Friday or leading into the weekend covering everything me and Sean don't. So make sure you guys give BJ a check out on the audio platform of everything pro wrestling. Um, Damon McKinney in the house here. What's good, Damon? He says, sup, y'all. I'm here to talk wrestling. Remind y'all that Goonies never say die. <laughs> what is good? Randy Sam in the house saying, what's good? Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Sean, I, I believe you're familiar with this gentleman. Yes. J.A., what's going on, man? Appreciate you, my guy. Um, really good guy. Uh, represents the uh, the big the big dog. So we're not going to put his, put him out there on blast. I think that's privileged information. But, uh, Joel, we appreciate you, my guy. Appreciate you, man. Uh, Demond Conrad, you upset about that Bills Vikings game, ain't you, bro? Don't, I don't even want to talk football. I don't even want, yo. I can't. I would need a whole separate podcast. One day, if, if we ever have a Patreon, that'll be a free podcast so y'all can hear me yell about those for sixteen week those games. Uh, sup, Conrad and Sean. Kyle Billy says, um, "Let's go." Seth Rollins versus Finn. I just saw that announced. Uh, U.S. title heel versus heel. I think Seth's babyface now. If it's not official, it's it's coming. I think Seth officially made the turn. Yeah, I, I would say so. Um, Matt Lopez, up? We got some great wrestling this weekend. AEW Impact does have a special as well happening, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. They've got their uh, Super Junior Tag League tournament and also the uh, World Tag League tournament. Uh, Kyle says, "I'm so ready for you guys' predictions. I can't wait for the Rumble next year uh, and the possibility for returns." Always fun, always fun for that. And don't be uh, don't be surprised if we don't get some returns at Survivor Series too, or uh, you know, switching promotions here in AEW this weekend. Don't wait for Royal Rumble for returns, Kyle. But I, I agree with you. They're they're trying to make some moves here, uh, Joel. I appreciate you saying that. Thank you so much, Cray. What's happening? What's happening, man? And Randy liked the T-shirt. Yeah, you and the goat. It's Muhammad Ali. If anyone ever can't see who it is on there, so just rocking that. Look, I'm a boxing fan too. I'm actually hyped. I keep telling Sean about this undisputed game. We haven't had a good boxing game in so long, and I I can't wait for this thing to come no, out. You know what? No, no, we're not we're not doing that. Let me tell everybody here. I have told Conrad I want him to be a boxing guest on my show, and he had and he has said, "Oh no, I don't really." I want you guys to influence him to be a guest on my show. I know he's holding stuff under his hat. I want him on the show. It's going to be good. It's always good. It's always good. Uh, you hear Owens is injured. Yeah, I heard a sprained MCL, I believe, is the official diagnosis. Um, I guess before we get into the preview and predictions of things, Sean, I do want to mention this real quick. RIP to uh, Rumble. Um, very sad to hear about his passing that happened. Um, not sure how big of a, a big UFC fan you are, but nothing but respect for Rumble, man. I was very sad to hear that news. Way too young, way too young to pass away. 
Uh, yes, I, I followed his career, obviously, on the mixed martial arts side of, of what I do on the Huffington Wrestling Weekly side, and we've talked about him as well. Um, he is of uh, UFC fame. He is of Bellator fame, for those of you who are familiar with the second biggest uh, mixed martial arts co uh, combat company in the world. And, um, you know, he and uh, Bones Jones were about to, were, were scheduled to fight. Things went a little bit left, but they had a lot of mutual respect for each other. One of the coolest um, things I've ever seen was him uh, after a victory calling out Bones Jones, or what we thought was calling out Bones Jones, but then showing him respect and Bones Jones kind of putting his hand to his heart and saying, hey, listen, it's all love. Um, it's just another example, man. Um, say you love the people that you love while they're here because uh, people are leaving this earth far too fast. And um, also on a non-wrestling and a non-combat sports note, period, I just saw an ESPN, forgive me, I don't know all the details, but um, I believe there was a shooting in um, at Virginia University uh, there were three kids um, that uh, unfortunately um, have have left this earth before their time. So let's just uh, you know pay homage and respect to those who have, have been lost and and love the people that are still here while they're here. Facts, facts, and uh, I see the chat. I'm gonna round out with these comments that are coming up here. That Nas album. Yeah, I haven't had the chance to listen to it. I do have it in a, a playlist for me to get a chance to listen to it, but I was catching up on podcasts uh, right before the gym before we started this. Undisputed game looks great. I'm excited. See, I hear, see, you know, Matt, you know. Um, sup, guys? Uh, how's your day been? Weekend? Also, love, love. I appreciate that, Jeff Samuel. Thank you. Get some RIP rumbles in the chat. RIP Kevin Conroy, too. Yes, if you're a Batman fan, yeah. that is also true. Um, Sean's nice chain DM me where you got it. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Um, Batman, a legend. Yes, moment of silence. RIP to Coolio. Yeah, Coolio, we talked about him too yeah. on here. Um, terrible, terrible, terrible. But on Saturday, getting to business here, uh, we got AEW full gear. Big card lined up for this. Lots to talk about. There's a probably right now nine matches that we know of. I assume they're going to add maybe one or two more. We don't really have the pre-show stuff panned out yet. Right, right, right. I, I could see them adding a match like Hook versus uh, Lee Moriarty. They look like they developed something uh, in the backstage area beforehand. Um, things like that. Is, Sean, is there a match you're looking forward to for this? I feel, you know how you felt about Survivor Series? That's how I feel about this card a little bit. It feels kind of Meh, for what I'm used to with AW. AW is usually the more I'm like, yes, I can't wait. I'm giving up 50 bucks for this, and I know it's going to be good. This one, I'm kind of like, eh, hold up. Eh. You, you know nobody has more respect for you than I do. I, I don't understand how you could possibly be um, more disappointed or more meh about this pay-per-view than Survivor Series. Survivor Series has announced two matches so far, unless I've missed, um, unless I've missed something. Or I take it back. They haven't announced two matches. We just know what the other match is going to be. But my point is, that's the ultimate in meh. This card is not that bad, Conrad. Um, you're talking about Moxley and MJF for the for the world title. Everybody loves the acclaim. So swerving our glories in the mix with them. Um, the, the eliminated tournament is going to be finishing up. Three women's matches on this card. And I'm really interested in how the Nyla Rose-Jade uh, Cargill match is going to go, especially considering what – Jade Cardgill's um, moveset is, you know, is she going to be able to maneuver 
uh, her around and do the same kind of powerful stuff that she always does. So I'm, I'm surprised. Can you give a little bit more insight to the people and to me about why you're not really infatuated with this card? I think it's it maybe it's the build to the card. Mm. AEW feels like they're in this like slump, I guess is the best way to put it. Um they they just haven't felt right for I might even go back as far as to say double or nothing. Mm. Like things have been kind of weird, little murky things coming in that you're like huh, that doesn't make any sense and this doesn't make any sense. Okay. And you're just sitting there wondering like how did we get here? Why is it like this right now? Um, it can always be better, I guess. You know, I, you could always make that argument, but I'm just I'm just not getting what I've grown to expect from AEW. Um, you, you know what? We're getting we're getting a Luchasaurus Jungle Boy payoff. I mean, in the King Steel Cage, so that should be cool. Maybe this pay per view, and this is just a theory. Um, maybe this pay per view is a little bit less than stellar because there's some surprises that are on deck maybe that's the they're saving some time for that for sure for sure we can we can run down these and kind of get into them uh very mm. specifically i only have some of the graphics because not all of them are out yet so yeah, i fact. apologize for that i thought i was going to be able to get my hands on them and i couldn't but i guess let's i, I want to talk about this one first um jeff jarrett and jay lethal versus sting and darby allen this one right here man it it, it looks good it looks good i'm interested in this one from seeing what jarrett did on the uh rick flair's last match show which we also covered check it out in the archives on hubbard wrestling weekly and on everything pro wrestling youtube channel we split those up so make sure you go listen to both of those but what do you think of that though sean um, I mean, obviously, Double J's return has received a lot of mixed reviews, um, <laughs> and and we all we're, we're not none of us are are over infatuated with the return of Double J. Um, I have respect for Double J. I probably have more respect for Double J than a lot of people do, but um, Double J and Jay Lethal, uh, let's call a spade a spade, reuniting after their uh, engagement with Ric Flair and. Um, his son-in-law at Ric Flair's last match. Um, I guess this is a team now. I mean, I, I could see the association. I mean, it's ho-hum. I, I guess Jarrett and, and Lethal win, but it's it's like, whoa, like, wow, they're on they're on pay-per-view. Like, Jarrett's wrestling on an AEW pay I didn't think that was going to happen. I thought he was back as an executive. He is. He's doing both. He's oh. you know Double J got to double dip the chip, baby, as I like to call it. Like a little bite here, and let's dip it in one more time. I have, you know what? I have respect for Double J. Like I said, more than a lot of people do. But stuff like this is why people don't like him. He has no reason. There's no reason for him to be on this card. So it's a little disappointing. And he's probably gonna win too. Let me let me flip it the other way. Let me flip it the other way for you. If Jeff Jarrett wasn't here, if Triple H was messing up these shows and they were like, yo, Hunter's got to go, it's not working, Jeff Jarrett would have been the next person they call. I know people may not want to hear that. Nick Conner would be like, we need to get Double J in there. All right? We know what TNA did. TNA had decent numbers under him. He can always say, I, I only drove like $1.3 million every week on Spike. I don't know what I'm doing. WWE are at that point now. They need those numbers. So they would be like, go to Jeff then. 
That's why Jeff Jarrett's gone in. Oh, you didn't know? Yeah, yeah that was kissing noises. Yeah, I don't. Even, we're not even going to get into him because I'll oh. go off. I'll go off on those comments. He said, "Don't you ever, Rody, get out of here talking yeah. all that." It's ridiculous. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in the match. I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I'm anticipating a Sting guitar shot no sell. Right? I think we should. Right? The yeah, you know. Yeah. And then he's gonna hulk up and do his thing. I'm interested to see where Sting and Darby go too, though. I feel like Sting can't keep performing too much longer, and I feel like we're gonna eventually get a match between those two as well. Yeah, Dar- Darby's eventually gonna turn on him, but that's the natural progression of things, right? I don't know. I don't know if Darby turns or if Sting turns, or they have like one of those respectable. Okay. Uh, we're we're good with each other matches. Okay. Uh, Maddie Ice in the chat was good. Maddie Ice, uh, he said Ethan Page is winning the tournament to fight the new champion MJF. Interesting. I wouldn't have a, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Interesting. Um, I guess we, we can get more into that momentarily. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess next up, I'm trying to figure which match would be best to talk about. We could just jump all over the place, I guess. Well, let's, with it, man. let's go with uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus here in a steel cage match. This is a grudge match between two former tag team partners. Um, every Wednesday, me and Derek talk about this after AEW Dynamite goes off the air. Sean, I've been impressed with Luchasaurus more now than when he was in the tag team, bro. Well, I, I can't. Still- He's so much better slowed down. Like, it's way, way, way better, in my opinion. Um, I agree, um, but I, I, I like Jack Perry's um, progression a little bit more, um, and I think this match is very important for him. Um, if you notice, see, I pick up on these little things. Like, he's no longer Jungle Boy. Now he's Jungle Boy Jack Perry. That's a small but very important detail. He is slowly starting to progress into – go ahead. No, I was gonna say, you know who you know who probably did that? Mm. JR. JR oh. has always done that to people. X Pac Sean Waltman. That's how I first knew his real name, because of JR. Okay, okay. I was thinking more along the lines of like just basically a situation where um a situation where he now is starting to evolve more into the man than the character, which I think is excellent for him. And I think a win under this moniker could even lead to the Jungle Boy moniker, not today, not tomorrow, not Saturday, but in a couple of months, we might get rid of Jungle Boy too. Because I don't think he needs Jungle Boy anymore. I, I think he I think he Jack Perry is starting to evolve into a legitimate real life character that the fans can get. I think a haircut might be coming the whole nine yards. And I think a year from now we're looking at a world championship caliber guy. Okay. Uh, I see some people saying something about my mic. Is it better? You're good. You're good on my end. You're good on my end. Okay. Someone let me know in the chat if the mic's better for you guys. Um, <laughs> you guys are wilding in the chat. Uh, the only match I have a problem with is the four-way Double J match isn't vibing with me either. Uh, I'd have the ROH championship move to final battle. I, I guess we can um, we can even talk that a little bit when it comes down to it. Um Oh, we didn't even get predictions for this first match. You, we're we're in agreement, Darby and Sting, right? No, we're not actually. I think I think Jay and Jeff is going to win, and I, I'm not happy about it. But I think that's how it's going to go. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, under no circumstances am, am I happy with that result. But I, I think that Jarrett and, and Jay are, are going to win this. Unfortunately, yes. Okay, I'm going opposite of you. I think Sting and Darby mm-hmm. take this home. They should. I agree with you. They should. 
Uh, this steel cage match should be really good. Something to see. And I'm with you 100% in what you were saying as to the star of this is clearly Jungle Boy. Mm -hmm. Jungle Boy is the one you've got to push in this. Uh, the big match has to be him and Christian. I feel like I looked at when Christian last wrestled before this, and it was in, I think, July before he had that match at All Out. So Christian is going to be out eight to nine months. He's going to be on the mend. I don't think we're going to see him at least until double or nothing. Same as Punk. So right. they're going to have to find a way to bridge this feud even longer. I don't know what they can do in between time because this feels like a blow-off match. It does. It does. I'm not sure where they uh, go with it from here, but I feel you, though. Right? Um, didn't get to be a part of the AW podcast, but can we say slap nuts but not pony riding? <laughs> I, I had to censor Derek on the podcast because we could not say that because I don't know how Stokely Hathaway got away with saying D-riding on TV. Um, I guess I'll say it. The brawl uh, stole the momentum from the buildup to this card, in my opinion. Ooh. Maybe, maybe. It's definitely possible. Uh, Luchasaurus is still so good, doesn't lock up. But, yeah, that's another complaint that uh, Rob always has. He said, watch any Luchasaurus match. Has this man done a lock up yet? And mm -hmm. he has it. He always does strike maneuvers. Well, now I'm going to look out for that. Right? It's going to bug you now. Uh, Josh, from everything college basketball, Conrad, can't stay long, but want to say I'm happy for all your success and friendship. Keep killing it. Thank you, Josh. I appreciate that. Good, sir. Check out everything college basketball. Free little plug for the guys right now. Um, let's get into some Ring of Honor talk here, Sean. Oh, baby. A lot of fans. Now, there's a split, and I, don't, I, I really want to get your thoughts on Ring of Honor right now. Mm -hmm. Is the Ring of Honor part of AEW hurting the show, or is it making it better in your opinion i think it's making it worse honestly um i think this match on paper looks good but i think the ring of honor brand and the aew brand are hurting each other by them both being on the same show i'm not i'm not pleased with it at all i think that ring of honor is much better than being a subservient piece of aew and um i think that's all it comes across as it's like it's just this kind of like wcw invading wwe on raw kind of deal and it's not cool i don't like it mm. i don't like it at all yeah yeah i think this is it feels weird this four-way why have jericho defend the belt against two other people who are in the same faction and his wife this could have been a tag match yeah of course uh, it feels very weird and now it looks like they're going towards the split with sammy maybe and i'm just i, I Garcia would have made more sense, in my opinion, being in this spot. And Yuta with Brian. I, I don't know what they're doing here. Yeah, I don't. Um, it, it, it's disappointing because Ring of Honor has such a rich history. They're not doing it the right way. Do you have hopes for Ring of Honor coming up in the game? Like, do you think Tony Khan can run two successful promotions in a way? Um, is, like, here, here's what I'm saying, bro. Overall perspective, and this can go for people in the chat, too. Is Ring of Honor going to be a developmental territory or is this a second brand for you? They have to decide that, in my opinion. Like, what is this going to be? Well, when you have Chris Jericho as your world champion, it can't be developmental. But the problem is it's second tier. It's second tier. And, and, and there's no way you can make Ring, Ring of Honor anything but second tier unless you give them their own show. I think when you have two shows in two time slots that you need to make one of those shows in a Ring of Honor show. You can set up a pay-per-view. You can set up a, a, a winner-take-all situation like back in the day with NWO. All pay-per-views, pay-per-views, 
all storylines being repeated is not a bad thing, okay? You can have a situation like the old NWO, WCW situation where they fought for the rights to have Nitro. You can have a situation where Ring of Honor goes head head on head against um, AEW for the right to own Rampage. And then and then Ring of Honor can be the head and only show or that it can be Ring of Honor Rampage. It has to be a separation or Ring of Honor is always going to look like the minor leagues. Right. And I feel like Tony's going to want to keep his best on AEW. More people are more invested in AEW. So it's it's a weird thing for them to think of. And I'm big on keeping the set. What little fact for everybody here, and I don't know if Sean's going to agree with me. He might rip me apart for this. But when I really began to dislike some of the stuff with WWE, like the moment that we, we, we're from the Attitude Era. So we were right on this high wave. We were just like, yeah, yeah, and it's about to drop. But what dropped it for me was the draft. And I always say this. It felt weird that I was like, I'm only going to see The Rock on one night now instead of two. I'm only going to see Stone Cold on one night now instead of two. Right. What happened here? And it really hurt. And I, and I don't want that to be the same situation for them. But I feel like AEW's already kind of groomed us to where it's like, well, you're only going to see one guy. He's only going to wrestle on one show. He's not going to wrestle multiple times on both shows. You, you so, just, it's just a different ball game that I agree with. I mean, I the draft night itself in 2002 was cool, like the whole setup of that night, but the aftermath of the actual split was not cool at all. Hogan on one show, Rock exclusively on another show, whatever the case, Austin exclusively on Raw, whatever the case may be. The bottom line, though, is with Ring of Honor, you have to have some separation because if you keep having Ring of Honor matches on AEW television. Ring of Honor is never going to be seen as an individual company ever again. Right, right. And Matt Lopez says, I think it should be a combo of developmental and a second brand. I don't think you can convolute the two. No, you can't. You can't. Because because you can't have Fuego being your secondary champ, but then you're supposed to be like, well, Jericho's the world champ, though. So it's all good, you know? <laughs> it's good to be over there. Um, DeMond says, ROH needs to get its own show because clogging up AEW show now. Uh, it's got a TNA feel with Double J popping up. Ooh. Uh, I think the story with the ROH title should have been between Jericho and Brian, with Jericho trying to destroy his legacy and Brian defending it in the end with Brian winning the title. Matt Lopez wants to belt Brian Danielson. I would um, agree with that if we hadn't have seen Brian versus um, Jericho a couple of times already. Facts. What? Um, who's your prediction in this? Is Jericho walking away with this? Is, is there no other choice? <laughs> I don't see it going any other way. I mean, um, I'm I'm one of those guys where the old WCW days, I didn't really have a problem with crazy, ridiculous title changes every other week. But, you know, so I, I don't think I ever grew out of that. You know, I, I really don't have a problem with title changes. But in, the, in my mind, Jericho retaining is the only thing that makes sense. Right, especially towards the build to the December pay-per-view you're going to try to sell people on mm-hmm. immediately after this. It's it's gonna be hard out here. It's gonna yeah. be hard. Um, let's get you know, into to your point. I just want to throw something out there to kind of give you some credit. This pay per view is so built hard around um, Friedman and Moxley that it's almost like everything else is a little bit lost in the shuffle. That, so I, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, when you look at the build, and I'm not saying that's going to be a bad show. I've said I've come on here and said plenty of WWE prediction shows where I'm like, it's going to be a bad show, and it turns out to be good. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they did it, but it was a good show. I, I guess it just depends on how you deliver once it's time. 
Uh, this is a matchup I'm looking forward to for the uh, women's wrestling fans like you had brought up. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD versus Soraya. What did you think of that promo? Some people said that that was a uh, amazing promo by both ladies on the last Dynamite. I wouldn't I wouldn't say amazing, but it was really good. It was really good. It got me interested. I'm not going to call it amazing, you know. I just, I'm not, he was like, "Bring it down a notch." I'm not going to bring. I'm not going to say amazing. Um, I'm I'm going to say it was pretty good. I think Paige, excuse me, Soraya has worked, and I wasn't trying to be funny when I said Paige. I really did. That was kind of a Freudian slip. Um, I think Soraya does need to work on her promos. Like, I, I think she's still a little bit limited in that regard. That being said, um, it's it's. I mean, it's the return of Soraya to the ring. That's a big deal. So. You know, number one, I hope she's safe. And number two, I hope they tear the house down. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> BJ BJ came into our chat and said that promo made me want to see Brit just squash her because of the whole mm. I was a superstar. And yeah, it, it's kind of like the AEW uh OGs are kind of like, no, you're not gonna come in here and just talk that WWE I was a superstar stuff and get cheered for it. Um soraya has got a lot of fans though. I don't know. I mean, I can't. I can't really hate on her. I'm, I'm happy she's back. And I think the rust, I'm kind of giving her time because she didn't get a chance to be on television. She didn't get the chance to be the manager that she thought she was going to be throughout a lot of it. I'll tell you what, you're getting right into the deep end when you're talking about Britt Baker. So she better be ready. Yeah, and Britt's, and Britt's got to protect and deliver in this match. So yeah, Because at the end of the day, I'm, I'm, I'm not seeing anything less than 15 minutes for this match. They're going to go. And, and I hope that Soraya's ready. Uh, let's see here. This match has me interested in how Soraya performs in the ring. I think this will be uh, a good match. Yeah, and if I call her Soraya or Soraya, I go back and forth. I know it's Soraya the way she wrote it, but I'm, I'm always going to say it wrong because of the first time how they said it. So yeah, my fault too. If I'm saying it wrong, no disrespect intended. No, 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 no. Because I said it too. I think in the original, as soon as I pulled it up, I said it wrong too. So it's what it is. We apologize, uh, Soraya. We apologize. Or, uh, or Soraya. <laughs> Pro wrestling shoots. <laughs> Chad says, "What up, everyone?" Uh, the promo was backwards. It came off heelish. It did. You know, it did come off heelish. You could do a double turn here. There's there's an opportunity here, in my opinion, to do a double turn. I, I have a lot of theories leading matches into other matches going forward. That uh, I guess we could get into it a little bit. Why not turn Britt Baker babyface if you're going to turn? Jamie Hader babyface, which is what I think the end result of this match could be. Agreed. Maybe people want to see it happen here. I know a lot of people are going to be rooting for Hader to become the women's champion here. Um, and I, oh, I and think that match, be, actually, yeah. I'm sorry, that match too, I want to go back to this real quick. I feel like you could have Britt Baker win if you're going to go with what I'm thinking. So I'm going to I'm going to take Soraya for the money, but in my head as a booker, if I had the opportunity to, I know I'm armchair quarterback in here. I would definitely think about giving Britt Baker the win. Well, I'm going to go Soraya, and I'm going to go more specific and say Soraya wins by cheating, which is going to get her the heel heat. I think there will be a heel turn in this match. Okay. How about Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter here, though? Like, they, they this interim championship stuff went on way too long, I think, for the women's titles. And I know Thunder Rosa has been tweeting, saying she'll be back when she's ready, give her time, blah, blah, blah. And I'm not trying to – dismiss her injury, take your time, but I think they should have vacated the title off of her if it was going to be this long. No, number one, when you're out this long, I mean, I'm a big person uh, on history in the history of this business. This is a title reign. 
for Thunder Rose. And I love Thunder Rose. A big shout out to Thunder Rose. We follow each other on Twitter. She's a nice lady. But how can you be world champ? I mean, this is considered one long world championship reign. Like she is the world champion. I don't I don't like that when it comes to business. I don't. I, I know what Tony's trying to do, and I keep explaining it to people. I feel like Tony Khan, shout out to everybody in the chat, too. I'm going to get to you guys, I promise. Um, shout out to the the idea. Tony Khan is trying to put this like UFC with the interim championships. I know what he's trying to do. It just doesn't come off well when it takes too long in pro wrestling, when it's a weekly show, and we're invested in every single show. Exactly. Exactly. That being said, I think I think Hater gives the fans what they want. Um, I think they win. Uh, I think she wins, I should say. Um, but, yeah, the interim stuff is kind of corny. B-Boy, come see me, dog. You got that 10? I got you. I got you for that full gear. I got you. Uh, Tony wins because uh, you got to have Thunder versus Tony to see who the real champ is. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Totally. Um, and shout out to Pro Wrestling Shoot. I saw you guys have a giveaway happening on Tuesday for some Manscaped stuff. So make sure you subscribe to them and show them some love as well. Uh, I just wanted to give them their flowers. Matt Lopez says, I want Hater to win, but I have a feeling Tony is going to win. Yeah, yeah, but he says this could be match of the night. All those women's wrestling fans, too, I always got to call them out, Sean. So excuse mm-hmm. me I'm, I get on my soapbox for a second. Y'all better support this show, and y'all better be talking about them women's matches. Because if I hear a pin drop in one of them where you guys aren't cheering, I'm going to be real mad. So I'm watching the timelines. And I know who you are because they're the first ones that will be like, Tony doesn't care about women. You got three matches on the show. Don't you dare tell me he don't care. He gave you a lot. Absolutely. And the women have been quality lately in AEW, so don't give me that. That's a fact. That's a fact. Give me Tony for the win. Uh, I'm going to just say it. Thunder has to be stripped of the belt. She doesn't even have uh, a timetable for a return yet. Agreed. Agreed. Like I said, I love Thunder Rosa as a human. I love Thunder Rosa, but she she can't hold the title this long and be absent. It just doesn't work. Right. Uh, Tony picks up the victory. Uh, Sean, what don't you like about Survivor Series this year? Oh, we got a segment on it. You got to stay tuned. Oh. Sean's getting a whole segment for himself. Oh, my, my skin crawl. Oh. He, he even provided pictures. Yes, I did. <laughs> I did. I did. Uh, Thunder can uh, either take it as fuel to battle back and get her title or light on herself to fire uh, on fire with every burn, everyone on the title. She could. I mean... It, Tony will get the dub. Hater will show her respect post-match. To me, Hater's the one now to end the streak. Chris Statlander was the one who I picked for Jade Street. Jade Cargill? Okay. Yeah, it's Jamie. Jamie Hater's got to be the one to beat her. I think Jamie's too popular. Let her rock out. She can be the one to defeat Jade. And I think they'll have a, a great match against each other. That's that's me booking it later. Um, you brought it up before. Let's talk about the monstrous matchup between the ladies here. Uh, Jade Cargill, Nyla Rose. What, what are you thinking yeah. on that one? I mean, I think it's really cool to have an opportunity to see Jade Cargill. I mean, she's a phenomenal physical specimen. And now we'll have an opportunity to see her really put that on full display. Um, because, you know, basically it's a situation where, you know, she's going to have to maneuver Nala Rose around. And Nala Rose is a big person, you know, shout out to her. But it's going to be an opportunity for her to really show her athletic acrimony as it relates to, like, the moveset that Jade Cargill has. And I mean, is she gonna go for her traditional finishing maneuvers? 
Is it going to be like this little old school for you guys? Is going to be where like Diesel, you know, flying clothesline off the rope to beat Mabel because he couldn't do the power bomb because Mabel's 550 pounds? Is it one of those? Or is Jade going to be able to really go hard and just like really do her traditional moveset? That's really all I care about. The question about who's going to win, I don't think is in doubt. I think Jade definitely comes out victorious. I just want to see how Jade performs uh, against somebody who um, has the body type of, of Nyla Rose. I, you know what? I like it. It's a it's a hoss matchup for the ladies, and I hope I'm not using a, a term that will offend them. But I think that this is it's going to be a fun matchup between the two, and I like it because it's something different for Jade. It's not the you're going to just crush this person and she's smaller than you, or she's going to try and do some high flying moves and you're the powerhouse. Right now, Jade is not the powerhouse. They are both. And there's nothing better than seeing two twin towers in the ring lock up. Give me Akeem Bossman all day. I'll watch that. That's always fun, in my opinion. And, and to give a little bit more context, SummerSlam 1995, myself and Conrad were probably 10, 9 years old, somewhere in that range. And um, Diesel, obviously, we know Kevin Nash's finishing move with the jackknife. <laughs> and the way he won that match was a flying clothesline off the ropes. No jackknife because Mabel was north of 550 pounds. So that's where the reference comes from. Will Jade Cargill be able to do her traditional moveset against Nyla Rose? We'll have to wait and see. Um, we got the AEW World Championship Eliminator Finals. I have a prediction on what the finals will be. Um, is there anybody you want to see come out winning this? I mean, the brackets are still happening. We still got semifinals and stuff happening on Wednesday, and I'm sure Rampage will have some stuff too. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think somebody earlier said it. I, I'm, I'm very much a proponent of Ethan Page coming out on top in this thing. Really? Oh, yeah. I think Ethan Page is a very talented guy. Ethan makes it to the finals for me, but Ethan's not the winner. Uh-huh. Okay. Who who wins? My man, oh, Ricky Starks, bro. Ricky Starks is good, too. I like him, too. I love Ricky Starks, man. There's something – he's got, like, a Flair Rock-esque to his promos. I say the same thing about MJF. I see a lot of Ric Flair in him when he does things. It's even the little, like, grab the ropes while he's talking into the camera. You keep the camera on me, and he'll yeah. do this. And I'm like, yo, that's Flair, bro, 100%. Ricky was holding the FTW title one time, and I was like, yo, he holds the belt like the Rock and Ric Flair the belt straps back and he just poses you got some ricky starks on right now i see the swag not a ricky starks ish that's true that's true <laughs> yeah so yeah. i think he's the one that they should focus on and give the win to i think ricky's been long 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 overdue to getting something truthfully he's one of those forgotten about people like where's miro where are some of these guys that i'm like these guys are stars why are we using them where's ftr on this show mm. like it, there's a lot of questions for it. Um, the, more, the more you talk, though, the more I like that Ricky Starks prediction. Yeah, so Ricky's my prediction to win it, and I have – I'll wait until after, but I've got a lot of theories on it. I can walk you through each of them, and they a lot of them actually interweave. Okay. Like that? okay. Well, it, that's, or as BJ would say, the layers. To the, right. business, the layers. Peel it back. I got a lot of ideas for what they could end up doing with uh, some of these matchups here. I am going through just to see what we haven't talked about. Oh, oh, we're getting this one again. The Acclaim versus Swerve in our glory. I feel like they are in love with this matchup, but I think this has to be the final chapter on it here. <laughs> what do you think? Do, do uh, as they call them, Timon and Puma, does Swerve in our glory get it done? There seems to be some turmoil between the two. 
And there's a lot to the storyline of who's holding the camera to help swerve out. Little things like that, I feel like, have been painted in the picture of it. They, they crush Billy Gunn's hands like they're in the mob. You got the acclaim. They've been doing a lot of the DX. Ha ha. We're going to do segments, scissoring. What do you what do you think of this? How have you felt about the rain? What do you where do you see this going? I mean, I think that that the acclaimed have done a good job. I think they retain at the pay-per-view. Um, and I think that that Swerve and 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 uh Keith Lee break up. I, I think it's one of those deals where you can this is one of those things, don't overthink it. You know what I'm saying? Like what you see coming down the pike is what's gonna happen. Um, I think they lose. I think it's a controversial loss that that Angers Swerve Strickland, where you know he and and Keith Lee get into a little bit of a tussle or an argument, and then you know, oh okay, it's all good. You know, Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty kind of swag, and then bam, that's how I think it's gonna go. Okay, okay, I think the acclaim retained, but I think the acclaim and FTR is the big matchup eventually. They can get there now. It's it, long overdue as well. Yeah, I feel like they just fumbled the bag with what they could have done with uh, FTR. I feel like they fumbled it a little bit. Uh, love the- you know I'll take it a step further, bro. I'll take it a step further, and I'll say that Keith Lee short arm tags um, sort of Strickland, and Strickland takes the loss because Keith Lee is frustrated, short arms him on a tag, and then a claim beat sort of Strickland. Ooh, okay. Okay, that's a bold one. Uh, I see people writing the stroke daddy in the chat. It looks like people are split on Ethan Page and him. Uh, I'm a fan of both All Ego and Ricky Spanish. That's how I know you watched the Wednesday show because you said Ricky Spanish instead. Uh, but I'll be happy if Ricky wins. Ricky Spanish, where's Derek? Don't I don't even want to deal with Derek tonight. I'm sure I'll see him before uh, Raw. Uh, the heel turn will happen at Full Gear. Keith goes on a solo run. Man, a lot of people are really thinking it's happening. They're, Sean, the people are with you. I don't. I don't think they turn on each other quite yet. I thought that was Rick Ross holding the camera, LOL. Accusations. <laughs> you cannot do that to my man Ross. Uh, the Acclaim win, but lose the FTR. Uh, Lee turns on Swerve. Acclaim for the win. I think FTR is next. Touche. Touche. Lots of goodness uh, with this. Uh, I saw somebody bring it up in the chat. I guess we can't really get away from some of these other ones. Uh, the Elite. The Elite's coming back. Who? The elite. I don't know who are those guys. Who are they? Mr. Pro Wrestling ain't gonna let us live it down. He he's in the comments. He knows that those are his boys. They're coming back. Do they challenge for the trios titles? Is that what you do with them? Uh I think you gotta get them in the in the in the mix as it relates to just regular storylines and regular matches. And you have to address everything that's been going on behind the scenes in a sports entertainment kind of way. You gotta have them come out. You know, you got to have people who are against them coming back, you know, storyline-wise. Don't worry about the trios titles. That, that'll that come. But as it relates to their their return, their eminent return, it has to be a situation where they come back and they have to have automatic people who are not for them coming back. And that needs to be the first few. Mm, it could be House of Black. House of Black have been getting vignettes again. So yeah. um Definitely makes me wonder what we'll get from that. And I think we'll we'll end this one off here with uh, – I'm sure we're going to get a TNT match between Hobbs, maybe Joe, and Wardlow. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's time to give Hobbs the belt, just as a quick note. I don't know I if you feel agree. the same. I do agree. 
And then uh, that's where I think maybe Ricky Starks will go off afterwards. Just wink and a nudge for what I'm talking about. Just don't say it didn't happen. And the main event, John Moxley, MJF. Is it unanimous between both of us? Is it the same? Yeah. You got to make the – is MJF – I'd rather hear this prediction from you. Is MJF staying heel? Do you believe him? I don't, I don't trust him. I saw a lot of people – that's why when everyone was like, Ethan should win, I'm like, that means you think MJF's a babyface now. I think – MGF, MJF, at least for now, continues on his trajectory as a face. I think, I think this kind of like, you know, I'm the man, like more, more so I'm the man kind of stuff than to pretty much talk bad about the fans. Like he's still like an arrogant jerk, but he's a cool arrogant jerk right now. And I think he continues that. And, uh, I think he eventually, you know, revert to his normal self, but it won't be on Saturday night. Okay. Well, listen. I think, I, think, I, think, I think he wins clean. I think he defeats John Moxley clean. Okay. He's going to go clean. I think he's lying. I think he's fronting. Okay. I know he's not going to use the dynamite diamond ring, but I don't know. And I don't trust I don't trust some villain on the other side either. I'm going to leave it at that for now. You know what? I'm changing my prediction. What I'm changing you? my prediction on the diamond. I'm going to tell you how it's going to happen. MJF is going to go into his tights and get the ring. And he's going to look at the ring. He's going to study the ring. He's going to think about using the ring. And he's going to hesitate on using the ring. And then he's going to decide not to use the ring. And then he's going to make a mistake and Moxley's going to win. Moxley retains. That's my prediction. I changed my prediction. Moxley retains because MJF doesn't cheat. That's what happens. Ooh. You're bold. You're bold. This is calling back to their all-out 2020 matchup. I don't know if people remember where Moxley couldn't use his DDT, and he cheated to beat him and still use the DDT. I'm changing uh, my prediction on a dime. I say that MJF loses because he tries to do the right thing. Let me let me let me go to the chat real quick, and we're gonna put out some of these uh, crazy theories here. Cray says the firm beat down Keith Lee, making Swerve the new leader. Ooh, that could be interesting. Uh, let's see if any, if I know anything about the elite, it's going to be complex. So those belts are going back around their waist. Got to get betrayed by a friend again. <laughs> Terrible. The elite should return, uh, when the game comes out, let's see here And new world champ, Cameron McCauley has joined us. What's going on, Cam? He said, hi, Kyron. Wanted to let you know, uh, new info about AEW fight forever is going to come out during full gear next Saturday. AEW games tweeted about it. Did you see it? Yes, I did. Good, sir. Uh, we have mentioned on the podcast, I'm excited to play the game. Yeah, we'll talk about it definitely on Saturday. We'll have coverage for it. I see you, Mr. Pro Wrestling. You're talking about it, too. We'll talk about the game. Hopefully, we get a trailer and an announced release date. My prediction is February 2023. We'll see if that happens, if it comes to fruition. Um, MJF with uh, the brass knucks for the win. I think I'm with McKinney. I think that's what happens. Sad what happened with CM Punk. We should have got him and MJF. Yeah, that was how it was supposed to go down, actually. He was actually supposed to beat him at All Out, if everything had went as planned. Uh, great content, as always. Thank you, Sonny. Thank you, Sonny. Uh, I think Regal's going to turn on BCC. Yeah, I think Regal turns, too. All right. Last chance to change your mind now, Sean. No. Oh, okay, if it happens, bro, if, if Sean's right about any of his bold predictions, give this man credit because he came in with some different ones yeah. that I haven't heard yet. And, and you know what's happened to me? He's been right sometimes, Thank which you. is the crazy part, which 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 is saddening and also crazy. So 
Watch out for him. There's but, a mention to my madness, man. Sean, this is your moment here. I want you to uh, shine here. I got a picture up for us here to talk a little bit about this. Some uh, Bobby Fish uh, competing at Global Titans. Uh, you had some coverage of this. Yes, big shout out to my TV. Yeah, I, I watched the pay per view. It was it was good. Um, you know, I was actually covering the event, and Bobby Fish, as we all know, you know, is a pro wrestler. A little bit, a little bit in flux right now. I, I got a question. Where were you covering the event? Where was I covering the event? Yeah. Was it a website? Was it Hubbard Wrestling? Oh, Hubbard Wrestling with you.com. Ah, thank you very much, brother. I appreciate you. Hubbard Wrestling with you.com. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? On Hubbard Wrestling with you.com. Go make sure you go check it out. Check it out. Check it out. But yes, um, it was a cool, it was a cool pay-per-view. They did good. And Bobby Fish won by knockout. Bobby Fish, I've I've said this before, and I predicted that he would win this fight. Bobby Fish is a legitimate badass. He just unfortunately is not a charismatic badass. He needs people like Undisputed Era to hang around in order to gain the notoriety he needs for professional wrestling. But when it comes to actually stepping in to the squared circle and fighting, Bobby Fish is the real deal. He was victorious on the Mayweather card by knockout, and he wasn't the only professional wrestler in the building. We had Sammy Guevara on commentary who had some things to say about him coming out and possibly doing some boxing down the line. Um, which you is better great. tell the truth on what happened in that segment. You better tell the truth or I'm going to tell the truth. No, you, you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand it off to you. Are you? <laughs> and Sammy also, Guevara said, hey, yo, Dubai, who wants to see me box? They, they, totally, they totally crapped on him. They totally crapped on him. They didn't say a word. They didn't and then say a word. They didn't the say yes twice. Yes twice. Hey, nobody, you want to see me box? Nobody said a word, like Conrad said. And then he asked again, and then the crowd in unison said, "No!" So it was, <laughs> it was semi Guevara got no love in Dubai. Props to the announcers for trying to cover for him, though. Yeah. They definitely tried to cover. But you, so I want to get into a little bit of your. Uh, knowledge on this. Why were you so certain that Bobby Fish was going to win from your expertise? Is a legitimate martial mixed martial artist. Bobby Fish is Bobby pick him up one time in the fight. Bobby Fish is the no. Don't get it twisted. That's why I told. That's why I was so confident that he would win. Bobby Fish is not one of these crossover guys that's trying to do this for fun. Bobby Fish is a legitimate combat sports athlete. He is a professional wrestler. He knows how to protect people in the ring. He knows how to protect himself. He where he lacks in charisma, he more than makes up for in ability as it relates to being able to throw hands, and he proved that. He his combinations were crisp. His uh, ability to cut off the ring was very concise and very accurate, and he dominated that fight and won by knockout in very very convincing and impressive fashion. Bobby, Fitt, you haven't heard the last of Bobby Fish as it relates to boxing. No, no, especially if you got wins in the W column, man. You got to yeah. take advantage of that. Once again, big uh, for Fight TV. They brought us Floyd Mayweather card. And Mayweather with a – just on a side note, Mayweather with a knockout win in an exhibition. Floyd's still nasty with the hands, man. I think, I think um, he got mad. I think the kid hit him with a punch, and Floyd Mayweather was like, what are you doing? And then Mayweather – so just for the record, Mayweather with a knockout – I'm trying to make sure you got – a knockout win in an exhibition. That's That's different. Yeah. Um, Cray said he heard Bobby Fish might go back to WWE. It could. 
Uh, Joel says his opponent suffered a shoulder injury. It looked really bad uh, afterwards when they were checking on him that he couldn't get up. So uh, mm-hmm. sadly, he did win by TKO, but the opponent went down and they were working on his shoulder. Yeah. That's He's 46 years old. Yeah, I see the Bobby Fish jokes. They were talking about uh, he learned how to train in MMA and BC. I see all the jokes people are making. I see them trying to dog Bobby Fish. But Bobby Fish, he can go if it's time to, if it's combat stuff. Like I said, Bobby Fish is out here making moves, and I agree with Sean. You have not heard the last of him in that. And, and one, more, one more thing I got to say that Jake Paul was in the building. Um, we can kind of call him a – professional wrestling at least personality he had the whole Hogan t-shirt on called out uh fury uh tyson fury's younger brother but the big thing for me very very keen eye i have okay guys jake paul's on the microphone talking to the viewing public and he says my brother and i are coming for the usos now i wasn't sure if i heard what he said correctly so I rewound it, thank God for on-demand type television, and he said it. He said, me and my brother are coming for the Usos. I don't know if he was supposed to say that. Wildin'. <laughs> but but that's, that's what he said. He said, me and my brother are coming for the Usos. So just, just a little bit of uh, a little bit of something to think about. That might have been a little bit of a leak as it relates to the Pauls versus the Usos coming down the pipe later on. Yeah, yeah, that definitely uh, that definitely changes things up here. Um, let me see, Punk versus Fish in an MMA match. Would you watch? Yes, I would. Yes, I would. I would. I, would. Um, I don't know how that would go though. I think I would have to take Fish in it. Honestly, I don't know though. I don't know. I wouldn't pay. <laughs> I wouldn't pay, but I'd watch. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, shout out to Rob. Rob coming in the chat. He's got a question. We're talking boxing. Thoughts on Canelo's rematch in May? Um, I, I, would, I would say with 100% certainty, Canelo is the best fighter in the world, not named Errol Spence Jr. So anybody who Canelo's in the ring with, I give him the advantage. Um, I do not think Bivol will win. I think that Canelo will continue to assert his dominance. I think that loss he took a couple months back before beating Triple G um, showed the world that he's legitimate. He lost. He came back from that loss. I 100% believe that that Canelo's the best fighter in the world, not named Errol Spence Jr. Right. Um, Interesting thoughts, man. I'm not paying to watch a three-minute fight, LOL. <laughs> I'm with you, brother. I'm with you. Interesting. You know, I want to see Sammy Guevara if he's going to box, man. Him and Andrade, man. Put him in the ring. Let's see Let's see who's really talking that. Let, let me tell you something, Conrad, and, and you'll agree with this, and you'll appreciate this. Sam, I'm Because I can tell by the way you're talking that you at least either, either saw the sound bite or you watched. The bottom line is this. Sammy Guevara conducted himself like a petulant child during that interview segment. He was totally out of his element. He had no idea how to answer the questions. And then when the crowd showed no interest in him, you could see that he was physically shaken by that. Like, And then he went into heel mode by calling them idiots or whatever he called them. Sammy Guevara was very embarrassing on that pay-per-view. Very disappointed in him. Very disappointed. Right. 
uh, I'll pay fifty dollars for a Sammy boxing match, even if it's a uh, one hit KO. We call those the one hitter quitters, BJ. <laughs> the one hitter quitters. Uh, I want to see Sammy versus Eddie in a bare knuckle fight. Whoa, whoa! Yeah. Andrade will whoop Sammy, man. But a lot of cool developments. Like I said, the most important thing, though, Conrad, is definitely I think if you watch the pay per view and you see, make sure you order it on fight if you want to see it again. Um, I think Jake Paul made a mistake. He said it. It's just the way he said it, Conrad. And you and you could correct me if I'm a little bit off base. If I'm thinking if I'm thinking too much into it, then let me know. When he said, "Yeah, you know, me and my brother are gonna face the Usos," it was just like when you when I heard it, it was like, "Did, did I what?" Like I don't I don't think he was supposed to say that. I I think it could happen. I just wonder when now. See, mm-hmm. with Logan Paul and Kevin Owens being injured. I wonder now if Triple H is trying to restructure things for okay. – I think Triple H has grandiose plans going into WrestleMania. I think Triple H booked backwards, and we're starting to see some of the weeks where it's like, well, what, what are you supposed to do here? I don't know. Right. <laughs> I'll just wait until the Rumble, and then we're off to the races. So right. I'm, I'm trying to wait and see, but I can see that happening. What do the Usos do after their long tag reign? Is Roman going to disappear when he loses the belt? Like there's there are things. Hope he, didn't pull Lex Luger. Hope he didn't pull Lex Luger. Big shout out and respect to Lex Luger. But Lex Luger ran his mouth about winning the title at WrestleMania 10 allegedly, and then they they switched it on him because he didn't he shouldn't have said what he said. So they also made the right move, I think, in hindsight. Oh well, there's no question about that. Well, unless you're. <laughs> Why don't, do you want to get into this? Can I just take two seconds on it? Yeah. You can give your thoughts too, bro. Real quick, I don't even have graphics because Road Dogg's not gonna. Yo, Road Dog, you got some nerve, bro, to say that Brett the Hitman Hart is a good wrestler. How dare you? How dare you? Sean, what's your favorite Road Dog match? I don't have it. It took too long. You know what? <laughs> I can wake up out of a cold, dead sleep and tell you some great Bret Hart matches. You, yes. you can wake me up and say you're going to jail. You got five seconds to name two good Bret Hart matches. Go watch Bret Hart, Owen Hart, WrestleMania 10. Awesome matchup. You can go yep. watch the Montreal Screwjob if you love controversy. I'll give you some WCW matches if you wanted to. Yes. You can't do that with Road Dog. all right? I'm sorry to say it. Was Road Dog an entertainer? Yes, he's he's a great promo. And all he had to do was leave it at me and Brett are two different types of wrestlers. I'd have been fine with the comment. But you went and tried to dog Bret Hart, bro. Dog him. You can't do that. What what happened to him being like this, this humble kind of like, you know, like he seems like he's been talking a lot of crap lately. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just the podcast bites, man. If we want maybe we should say something controversial on here if we wanted to get it go viral. I'm not gonna do that. Because I no, keep it under with you guys. If you like us, you like us. If you don't, you don't. But we're not gonna say something controversial just because it it just doesn't make sense to me for people to do that you know like i want people to be here because they want to be here i don't know i'm not a fan of like the blatant hating on some people and making sure people don't get jobs and i don't i don't get it so road dog i think you're dead wrong i'm leaving it at that it's time for uh sean to, to shine here uh, Sean, you 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 got to direct traffic for me here because I'm I'm controlling the pictures and stuff. But right, Sean so- put up some graphics for us, so it's Survivor Series talk time. All right, so you know, guys, my my thing is this, Conrad, everybody in the chat. Just because War Games was announced, 
doesn't mean that it can just stop with war games. Okay, Survivor Series has been lackluster for the past several years. Brand versus brand, no significance, no storyline. Okay, cool. Now you have a situation where, like, the announcement was made a couple months back. War Games is coming out. Great. But you still have to put the right people in the match. I'm going to ask Conrad to pull up my, the, the graphic of the the, mat, the the teams that I predicted should have been in the men's match. Um, and then we'll compare to who we obviously know are going to be in the match. Obviously, the bloodline was going to be, you know, team number one. We all knew, even though it wasn't announced, we all knew that the bloodline was going to be the the team that was going to be in the main event. There's no question that the bloodline has been the biggest, most successful storyline and the most biggest, most successful TV draw in WWE for the past year, if not longer. There's no question about that. Everybody who, me predicting the bloodline will be in this match does not make me a prognosticator. It doesn't mean that I'm super smart. Everybody and their brother knew that the bloodline would be in this match. The problem is, this is the team that I thought should have gone up against the bloodline. And I want the chat's thoughts on this. This is the team that I should thought should have faced the bloodline at Survivor Series. If you could pull it up, Conrad. The New Day obviously had issues with the bloodline. They just came off of the, the, the completion of that storyline with them trying to stop the Usos from becoming the longest reigning tag team champions of all time. Drew McIntyre clearly deserves to be on the team. And then you switch it up. You have somebody like Riddle and Seth Rollins, who hate each other, coming together for a common goal to go up against the bloodline, who they both mutually hate. But what do we get? What do we get when the whole world is talking about war games? When the whole world is talking about Survivor Series for the first time in years? You give us the brawling brutes, the brawling brutes. No, please, please. I I just play devil's advocate. If I could play devil's advocate, it's a big moment, right? And I'm going to step out of the realm. I know people get mad. I start doing well. Let's look at how people are probably thinking of this. One. Roman Reigns is the the bloodline's the biggest faction. They have to be in there. No questions asked. So that's fine. But when you look at the babyface side of things, Seamus Seamus is Triple H's boy. We've known that since the beginning. I'm not trying to be funny, and I'm not trying. I think Seamus is a heck of a performer. He's gotten himself over. He's over with me even. And I like it that that Sheamus is getting the opportunity to redeem himself. And I think his intercontinental title quest isn't over yet. But I think Sean's problem is what I just said. He's in that intercontinental title field, and we should be having people who are trying – you're trying to elevate to the main event in there. And Pete Dunne, I could see – or excuse me, Butch. I hate it. Um, he's been in multiple or at least one of the big war games matches with the undisputed era. Hence why they can't show any of the uh, stuff with it. So maybe that's why he's in it. And I think Rich Holland is, um, he's just happy to be there. He's lucky to be there at this point. And drew, I get it. Drew was on your thing too, for the same reasons why you said Drew's in there. So that's me being devil's advocate right now. It just, it's just disappointing because the whole lust of the war games match really got everybody excited. It really put, but you have to put the right pieces in. In what world 
are the brawling brutes a better fit than New Day and a Seth Rollins Riddle combination? Or or even if I was wrong about Seth Rollins and Riddle, maybe you put, I mean Kevin Owens, even though there's rumors of Kevin Owens being injured. Or or I mean anybody, like, you know what? How about this? And I'll even say if you wanted to put Sheamus in the match, that wouldn't even have bothered me. Sheamus, okay, Shame, maybe Sheamus has earned a spot in this main event match, but not the other guys, not 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 Ridge and, and what what's his name? I can't even say their names. I can't it's even say their names. It's a struggle. I I think my team, I think chat, let me know what you guys think. My team was New Day, uh Drew McIntyre. And Seth Rollins and Riddle. That was my team. That's the team that I predicted and hoped would be in the main event against the Bloodline. Please let me know what you guys think. Because I, I just don't understand this. I don't we understand got, this. We got comments coming in. Matt Lopez says, there's no build. I feel the men's match should have, have should have excuse me better options. No disrespect on the Brawling Brutes, but Riddle, Owens, and Seth should be on that team. So he's in some, uh, ML's in somewhat agreement with me. Yeah. Uh, Demond says the injury bug hit at the wrong time, but I like the teams. It's everyone that's been wronged by the bloodline. No, it's not. I, I guess. Wait, 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 let me, let me be, is he talking about my team that I put together or is he talking about, or is he talking about the brawling groups? We'll probably need some clarification. Yeah, clarify that for me. But, but I was I was once again going to put on the horns and say to be an advocate for the other side. They did do the injury angle with Sheamus, which was probably forced because they knew they wanted to go this way with the match. But I thought just Sheamus was going to be in the match. I didn't think it was going to be him and his friends. You know uh, what I mean? Going in there. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think I thought Owens needed to be in war games because of the situation with Sammy. But I agree with uh, New Day and Drew. They lost the plot with Riddle. It's, it seems weird that he got hurt yesterday. I feel like they could play that into the angle, too. I don't want to be the person doubting someone's injury. If he is indeed hurt, I apologize. But you could also make this work as part of the angle. Because war games, you either have somebody give up. Someone has to surrender. Uh, I think, do they allow pinfalls now? I think they do in WWE. are allowed in WWE. Yeah. And are they having the top? Did they say that too? Have you heard anything? What? Are they putting a top on? Yeah, there's going to be a top on the cage. Okay, I would hope so because I know. I, in NXT, I, they were doing I've heard. You know what? It's only a rumor. I, I think there's going to be a top on the cage. Maybe I'm wrong. So, so Triple H said in NXT he didn't like the top on because it limited the guys from doing like their high flying stuff off the top. Um, so maybe not. Yeah, but I don't see anybody who's that crazy. Mm-hmm. either in these matches where I'm like, they got to jump off. Nah, you don't need to, bro. It's not necessary. Um, so BJ seems like he's in agreement with you, though, about New Day and Drew. They lost the plot with Riddle, though. Okay. Yeah, Riddle kind of became a joke. He ruined a segment last week with New Day and the Usos that sure. I really like. He sure did. It hurt. I think I think you tweeted about it, too, because I remember seeing it now. <laughs> yeah. like, what What are they doing, bro? Just I don't get it. We always uh, we can always say Seth or Roman because Seth always has Roman's number. Yeah, I do like that. That is a interesting mm-hmm. story. Sheamus is deserving of the marquee match. I'd be okay with him being there. And BJ, that's what I said. Sheamus being on the team is no fine. problem. No problem. The, the issue is Ridge Holland. <laughs> and he was, gonna... I mean, we can safely assume this is going to be the last match of the night, right? I would hope so. 
Yeah, so I mean, so it's well, like actually, I could see the women main eventing if what you well, we'll talk about that momentarily. Yeah, we'll talk about that, right? Mm-hmm. But if that's what happens there, um, Cray put Imperium, <laughs> Mr. Pro Wrestling West, and I prefer Sean's team. Uh, Sean's team makes sense, but I know Triple H wants the footage for this war games to uh use for future highlights. Yeah, I've heard that rumor too. Uh, if the Street Profits weren't hurt, I would have loved for them to have been in it. Yeah, that could have been a great moment for Montez, especially if you got to jump off that cage. But yeah, I think they deserve it too. I was um, talking to Conrad. I was talking to Conrad guys earlier today, and 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 he understood my passion. I just wanted to share with you guys because for me, it's like, whoa, the Brutes are a better fit for War Games. I like the New Day, but not in this match. We need new rivalries, but oh boy. I don't know. I don't know, man. I respect your opinion, my guy, but the Brutes being in this match, Sheamus is one – I don't associate Sheamus with the Brutes. I know they're all together. But specifically, you know, Rich, Holland, and and and, and Butch, they, they should not be in this match. It, it just it, – they shouldn't. It's just not mm. – and, and you know what? I feel bad for Butch because it's just guilty by association. Like yeah. he can't be in it because of that. And, but Sheamus has a faction, so why wouldn't he bring his guys? With it's weird. It's probably yeah. one of those yeah. um, things. Sheamus has earned his main event spot. But I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, no, you're fine. And and I I, I was talking to you earlier today, and I I'm just very passionate about the fact that I think that WWE needs to understand that just because you announce War Games, which is really cool, you have to put the right people in the match. Because I don't know how you felt, bro, but I felt like when the Brawling Brutes interrupted Bloodline on Friday night, which obviously means even though it hasn't been officially announced that they're going to be going up against the Bloodline in War Games, that it was like a collective, like all over the world, WWE fans were like, oh, you know, it was like a collective, like, or a collective, really? Like one of those, you know what I'm trying to say? Because the, the, the hopes were so high. It was like, okay, we know the Bloodline are going to be there. Oh, my God. Let's think of who else can be on in that match. Let's make sure they get it right. And they didn't. It, it, you know what it reminds me of? What we went through last week, bro. We talked about this roster was weak before Triple H took over. Mm-hmm. It's, it was really, really weak. Like, that was part of my interest in the, the WWE games we were talking about. I told people, I'm like, I don't know what they're going to do for that next game because half these people are gone. Yeah. I know Triple H has brought most of them back now, but. What but, is it yeah, done? So, I mean, it's one of those things, you know, and I appreciate you giving me this time, Conrad. I know it's our show, but, you know, this is kind of a last-minute insertion into the, the topic line. But I just had to talk about how just completely disappointed, disappointed I am with with the brawling brutes being in this. I mean, the highest of the highest with, with, with war games being announced, and now it's like almost the lowest of the lows, like, I'm disappointed. I mean, it took a lot. And when you combine that with the Shotzi versus Ronda Rousey match, it's like, holy crap. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Right. Um, let, let's let's pull up your women's teams real quick. We could talk about that one, too. Are you are you disappointed in the build for this as well, would you say? No, because it, because it hasn't come to full. I mean, we're going to probably find out more tonight. Um, this is my prediction for uh, the women's the women's teams. Um, obviously, we already know that uh, Damage Control, Captain by Bailey, and uh, Nikki Cross have been announced. I think if you want to make a splash, this is where you bring back Charlotte Flair. I think it makes a lot of sense. And I think it makes even more sense when you see the team that I believe Bianca Belair should be walking down the aisle with. 
And that is obviously Alexa and Asuka being announced. And the return of Naomi and Sasha Banks. Look, I know it's a dream scenario. Um, I mean, there's always, you know, what's, remind me of, um, oh my gosh, remind me of the guy's wife, Johnny Gargano's wife. Candice LeRae. Candice LeRae obviously will probably be like more of a logical choice, but I think if you put that team that I put out there, you know, adding Charlotte Flair to Team Damage Control and then the return of Sasha and Naomi to the Bel Air team, it would blow the roof off the garden in Boston. So um, that's kind of a dream scenario. The thing that makes me more angry about the men's match is because when you, when you think about my predicted teams for the women, it really is a dream scenario. Like I'm I'm throwing a, I'm 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 shooting for the fences here when you're talking about Sasha and Naomi's return and Charlotte's return. It would be completely awesome. It would be completely amazing. But it is swinging for the fences. My teams for the men, that was very doable. That was very doable, and they dropped the ball. So that's where I'm at with it. Um, the new day, uh, the new day, along with Drew McIntyre. And, uh, oh, my gosh, Seth Rollins and Riddle was my team going up against the bloodline. And then you had a situation where I predicted that um, Bianca would bring back Sasha and Naomi to join Alexa and Oscar to go up against Damage Control, Nikki Cross, and Charlotte Flair. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, what are your thoughts on those teams? Your teams or the official teams? Well, I mean, the official teams haven't been announced yet, so I guess we could just go with what you think of my teams. I like your teams better. I think that they would be – it would be more attractive, per se. This is your – like, here's the difference, too, with what you're bringing up. This is the first one. This ain't Dusty Rhodes and Dustin and the Nasty Boys versus Colonel Robert Parker's team. I get that. You can let that go, but when it's your first one – there That's what I'm talking about. See, that's why you're the guy. That's, that, you're supposed to be shooting for the fences with this one. Yeah, like you got to have them go out there and go off. The other thing that worries me is the no blood thing. I know that they say, like, we don't want it. And I get that's what you have to say. But if I'm Triple H and I'm out there, I'm like, yo, if somebody can get underneath the ring, I don't know if you're going to use capsules or whatever. I ain't really trying to get into it. I don't know if someone's got the gimmick and they know how to use it, but I think you need it in these matches. Candice LeRae would be the perfect one to do it on the women's side if they wanted to. But she, I don't know if she's going to be in the match. And I think Candace could be the bait and switch, too, for the record. You know, you always have that one person who's like, I can't wait to be there. Let's make the bad guys look tough. We're going to jump you backstage. You can right. do that with Candace and then get people off the trail. Um, yeah, I like your teams, I think, as to what's going to happen. I actually love your uh, damage control team. That's probably okay. not getting talked about. Now. Charlotte Flair returning for this moment is such a Charlotte Flair thing to do, and I would boo her for that just because it's a shark we haven't seen her in a long time but i would boo charlotte for that just because that's a, a charlotte flair thing to do like oh there's a first time ever thing probably to be the sole survivor too yeah hey do you so when they do this as a, a setup thing would you have it to where they're all locked in those cages at the, at the top of the ramp like they've done in nxt you have them all ringside and then they're ready to run in like, what's the best setup, do you think, for this? Or I think they should do the entrances because that'll get the pop from the people. Like, oh, it's Charlotte Flair. She's next. Um, 
well, let me start by saying this. I want to answer your question. Number one, I'm disappointed that they haven't figured out a way to make it an elimination match. Um, you know, I know that's a little bit of a stretch. Forgive me, chat, if that if you feel like I'm kind of shooting for the fence with that too. But I wish that there was a way that that could have been an elimination match. How do you do it in a double sided cage? It's very difficult. I get it. Um, but to answer your question, um, I said all the changes. Are you saying like by pinfall too? Like it changes the rules of the match too. But it's Survivor Series now, so you can tweak it. And, and that's my point. Like, see, to me, to me, and you're hitting the nail right on the head, bro. Survivor Series War Games, to me, when it first got announced, I was super duper hyped because to me, Survivor Series hyphen War Games to me meant you were com combining the two. Bro, like when I think of this, imagine if we could go back to WWF versus Team Alliance. Oh. This was the type of match you could have used this for. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, you can have them put in the mini cages, I guess, or I mean, I don't know, because the, the rules of war games they can't all start together, right? Correct, and it ruins the surprise. Yeah, that's, so that's okay. why I think they should come oh. from the back and play the music. Oh, okay. So how about this? Let me ask you a question: Is there a way that we can make sure that Bianca does not announce her final two teammates until the night of? I think that she could be lost looking for people to team with her, and then they're just people are just saying no, flat out no, or they get jumped. Dana Brooks going to be on our team? No, she's not. Thrown into a a, a garbage can. You know what I mean? I they beat her I up. I love it. I love it. That's a perfect way for there to be nobody left. I love it. That's it. An That's NXT it. person says, "Hey, I, I can come up and help you guys." They go to NXT. Damage control beats them up. You're not getting anybody off in this. Like it's not happening. And then who's the it. one person that knows Bailey better than anybody? It's Boston. <laughs> you know what? You just hit the nail right on the head, bro. That's exactly how they should do it. Right. Um, Sarah Logan stealing Max thoughts on that. Sarah, I I'm not a fan of. First off, I I don't I don't know. I don't know if I care any more about the War Raiders than I did previously, but Sarah Logan with the ripoff thing. Look, the Viking Raider. Trying to use the blackface like it was black. I don't think it was blackface. Yeah, the, the Viking Raider, whatever their names are. Is the War Raiders their old name? What am I? The War Raider. <laughs> Names. It's bad. The war, the war Raider Vikings, whatever they are, they have been off the radar. They're trying to force it, force them down our throats. It's not working. Big ups to Sarah Logan for getting a job, but it's not working. None of it's working. Hit Rose not working. We talked about that last week. It's not good. It's just not good. Right. Demond says, I can roll with those women's teams. That would be a great match. Uh, war Games needs blood to tell a better story. It'll be blood the hard way, Demond predicts. A flair in a War Games match is always perfect. Good point, Matt. Uh, the intros would be best. The pops would be epic. I agree, Demond. Elimination, you want to see a five-on-one massacre, LOL? For some. For some. Uh, it's a good payoff, man. But uh, we're going to wrap this show up, man. Thank you guys for everyone who joined us. We had some interesting topics today. I really like what was brought to me. I enjoyed this one. Shout out to uh, Sean. That was a combined team effort on this this week's episode. I really like that. Um, Sean, what you got brewing for the week, man? Oh, my goodness. We've got a lot of stuff going on. HubbardWrestleMD.com. I'm going to be dropping uh, some more preview stuff for Full Gear, some more preview stuff for Survivor Series. 
I'm gonna pretty much I'm gonna start previewing some upcoming fights that are coming down the pike. The WBC, the World Boxing Council, just made some mandatory matches, uh, title defenses for their champions coming up in the next four to six months. I'm gonna uh, kind of put those out there. Unfortunately, we haven't been able to book um, Errol Spence Jr., the guy I consider to be the best fighter in the world, pound for pound in 2022 against Bud Crawford, but Bud Crawford will be having an upcoming title defense against another contender. Errol Spence will be having another title defense against another a contender. Tyson Fury, we all want him to go up against Joshua or Usyk or Wilder. However, the WBC has mandated that Usyk is going to face another mandatory challenger. Fury is going to face another mandatory challenger, and it looks like Wilder is going to go up against Ruiz to figure out who the number one ten contender is going to be, and it could lead to Wilder versus Fury 4. Four. They might go for the fourth time. And I, I can tell you what's going to happen again. <laughs> the fourth time. But all that and more on HubbardWrestlingLeague.com. And, uh, um, you know, just big shout out to everybody out there. And I appreciate you guys. And I put as much um, of my energy into Clash of the Podcast as I do Hubbard Wrestling Weekly. And, um, you know, it means a lot. And um, I'm really happy to be here, man. Right? And no, um, no, no one's ever told me that. <laughs> With us, everything pro wrestling, we got our Dynamite Go Home Show uh, review coming up. So make sure you check, or excuse me, the Full Gear Go Home Show review coming up. So make sure you guys check in with us on Wednesday, 10.05. Uh, things are looking good as of right now for a live review of Full Gear afterwards. No graphics or anything are up yet. Once I know for sure, I'll try to put that up. Uh, but things are looking pretty good as far as that's concerned. So make sure you guys keep it locked with everything pro wrestling. And for us, Clash of the Podcast is here every Monday, 6.05. This is the place to be. So tell everybody, come on in. Uh, we're going to have a lot of good stuff happening here. I, You know you know you're doing something right when the bots show up. I appreciate you, but you're getting wow. lucky. There you go. So, so um yeah, make sure you guys keep it locked into us. Go to Hubbard Wrestling Weekly and make sure you guys are subscribing to his YouTube channel as well. We've got a lot of things happening and popping. I see that fingers there. I'm going to keep talking through it. I know he's waiting for it to get in the last word, but I appreciate everybody who listens and that we do the show with. I'm going to kick it back to Sean so that Sean can take us out of here. Go ahead. Big giveaway. Amazon gift card. Myself and Conrad are going to give giving away. Amazon gift cards. There will be a prerequisite uh, thing that you need to do to be eligible to win. So we are going to make sure that we give you that information in the coming weeks. Christmas time, holiday time in December, Amazon gift card giveaways. So we're doing it real big. It's a big deal for us. And it's just a way for us to say thank you to all our listeners um like conrad just accurately said subscribe to hubbard wrestling weekly subscribe to epw check out my website check out his website follow us both on twitter follow us both on tiktok we're here for y'all man so with that being said he is the world famous i'm claiming it right now world famous conrad cushman of everything pro wrestling my name is sean hubbard of hubbard wrestling weekly and this is something i'm very proud to be a part of clash of the podcast we'll see y'all next week